Hello, wonderful humans. It's Lorna Morin, and welcome back to She Inspired, the podcast about sharing the stories of women who are following our inspiration in the hopes of inspiring and guiding other women to do the same. Each week, I bring you the stories of women from all walks of life who are very different but have one important thing in common. They are all on the journey of tuning in to that inner voice I believe each of us has, who knows who we truly are and why we chose to be here having this exact physical experience. By tuning into this voice, we can uncover the unique gift each of us has to offer and that the world needs and amplify our impact and our incomes in the process. The title of this episode is Adrishti, meaning focal point, with the yoga instructor for people who don't think they like yoga, Victoria Noon. Victoria Noon, welcome to She Inspired. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Lona. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ah, you're so welcome. I'm really excited for our conversation. Um, she Inspired, as you know, is about sharing the stories of women who are following our inspiration in the hopes of inspiring and guiding other women to do the same. And I really believe that by following our inspiration, what we're actually doing is moving towards the higher intention to which each of us is called in life. And that by moving toward this intention, we're not only happier and more fulfilled, but we're also providing the world with much needed creations. Like the world really needs what those of us who are creating from this place of alignment, truth, and love are bringing into the world. So, and you uh, have such a fabulous story about, well, the alignment that you've discovered and the work you're doing now, uh, but also the journey that brought you to this place. And so I'm really excited to share it with our audience. Um, you've discovered that your vehicle, Victoria, is yoga, and you're teaching it to people who maybe like me are not necessarily like the typical people who would be attracted to yoga or beginners in yoga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're teaching it for the purpose of, you know, the health benefits and all of that, but there's also something more too, right? Um, the main message, as I understand it, that you are um, bringing to the world is that yoga is a really powerful vehicle for gratitude and self-acceptance. And these are two ways of being which really have the power to transform our lives. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah. I got that right. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so before we jump into the important work that you're doing right now, um, I would love to share with our listeners a bit about what your journey to here has looked like, because you know, the things that you know now about yourself, you didn't always know. And as I understand it from our initial conversation, you experienced a really formative event in high school that was the beginning of what maybe let, started a path that kind of led you away from the truth of who you are and that you've been now coming back to these remaining years in your life. So could we start there? Could you tell us a little bit about your childhood and kind of what led up to that formative event? Yeah, yeah, certainly. So uh, as a as a kid, I was naturally sort of very very soft-hearted, very kind, very loving, very generous, very, very genuine. Um, and I was quite into, I, I've got an older sister who is in quite a lot of different spirit, um, aspects of spirituality. And 
I found that I was also into that from being a really young age. So I would like, I would love like looking at crystals and feeling the energy from the crystals and um, just all all kinds of things, playing with tarot cards and things like that from a really young age. This is like primary school. I think um, it's called, is it called elementary school in America? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yes. Um, We're in and- Canada, actually. Just, and I forgot to say you're in the UK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're uh, across the pond from each other, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was back in, that was back in primary school. And um, as uh, when, when I went, when I transitioned into high school, or we call it comprehensive school over here, um, it was, a, it was a big shock to the system, a real, real massive shock. So all of a sudden there was like kids were being mean and everybody used to say that I was too sensitive or um, too emotional and I, I, I just absolutely broke my heart when I, when I first started high school, it, mm. the, the, the whole change and everything. And I went quite depressed, um, like really depressed, almost I don't really, I haven't really told many of my family members this, but I actually felt quite suicidal at, at, at parts of that, that first year mm. and realised over that first year that um, everybody wasn't nice, everybody wasn't, it, life wasn't this sort of rainbow or it wasn't all peaches and cream. And to get on, I had to become something that I wasn't. So I had to toughen up and build this kind of, wall around me and turn into something that I wasn't so I turned into quite a harsh person um, and became quite mean back to people and it really was something that I wasn't but I I held onto that tough exterior for such a long long time um, way into my 20s and then I had my daughter she's six year old now and then it was, I got into fitness when I was about 21. So I was kind of, I kind of went through high school, putting up this exterior of being tough, tough. all of who I was at the door and hmm. had that tough exterior at, at work as well, which is why I never, ever settled into a job. Never, not once did I have a job where I said, right, I want to stay here for the rest of my life or this is what I want to do. I just didn't have a clue. But I've always battled with weight gain as well. So, I mean, I I put weight on when I was a kid and then I would lose some and then I would put some on again. And um, yeah, so I started working out and I noticed the benefits of how it made me feel. I felt more energetic. I felt happier. I felt less stressed. But um, and then so I decided that I would go off and I would get the courses done and I would get the qualifications. And I started to that was the beginning of living living the dream sort of thing um but what I did was I went to work abroad and when I came back from working abroad um I needed a job and I needed a job quite quickly and there wasn't any fitness jobs around so I fell into this trap of going back to what I had a lot of experience in which was telesales so I ended up getting a job back in telesales and I put weight back on so I never felt confident enough to go back to fitness. Mm. So it took a long time um, 
a long, long time until I was ready to do that again. Because it's there's a lot of pressure in the fitness industry to actually look the part that you're playing. You know, you you've got to, um, you've got to. Well, I, I mean, that's me putting pressure on myself because there's a lot of healthy women out there who aren't skinny but they're still just as healthy and just as fit as any other trainer but there's this stigma attached to it so personally I didn't feel comfortable in that space going to work in that space when I didn't feel good about myself so again that telly seal job after telly seal job really hating it thinking there's got to be more life than this and then one day I kind of I was sitting at a desk job one day my back was hurting because I was sitting at a desk all day and I've got a weakness in my back anyway and I just thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go after that that fitness work and so I started doing it as as a part-time extra on top of that on top of my telesales job and realized what I'd been missing for all those years that I'd that I'd gone off path but with me having a little bit of a weakness in my back I also knew the importance of having to keep the spine um really healthy and supple whilst I'm doing um a lot of a lot of fitness classes can put the pelvis and put the spine into into a bit of stress and strain and we can we can knock things out quite easily so to counteract all of the fitness stuff that I was doing I started going to yoga and it was personally for it was it was for medicinal purposes at first and I didn't really get or like the practice that much it just felt like a really slow exercise class that was more to do with stretching than it was to do with strengthening or burning calories and at the time I was all about burning calories Mm -hmm. and what what I noticed in one of the sessions when we started doing balance work was the fact that you actually had to hold this focus and it was during a balance that I kind of had this, ah, wow, this is it sort of moment where, so in yoga, we've got this thing called a drishti and the drishti is a focus point. So it's something that you gaze towards whenever you're in one of the postures, you're going to be gazing towards this drishti. And it's, it, it's what separates yoga from exercise classes. So it's kind of like a moving meditation. Hmm. And the way, the only way I can describe this aha moment is that I fell into some sort of meditative state when I was balancing. And everything kind of just melted into the background. And I experienced what we call dhyana in um in yoga it's one of the eight limbs of yoga and I experienced Diana which is this one-pointed concentration and I I, I almost feel as if I as if I entered this really deep meditative state um sorry I got that I got that wrong there so Dharana is one-pointed concentration I do apologize and Diana is meditation so okay 
okay so I just thought I would correct myself <laughs> yeah no that's all that's fine that's great thank you um so it was then that I had this aha moment and I was like okay there's a lot more to yoga than what I immediately thought and I think people's perception as well of yoga is that it's just an exercise class and that everyone seems to forget that this practice it's so ancient and sacred it's it's an ancient Indian practice and there's so much yoga was never designed to be an exercise class Hmm. and when you start looking at the eight limbs of yoga and you start following the eight limbs of yoga it just opens up like a whole a whole new way of living and new experiences okay I just want to oh you've just said so much there and I could I just draw attention one of the things I love about your story and I love it about stories in general it's one of the reasons why I do this is following the breadcrumbs here right like so I love how I believe each of our journeys is is perfect right and that everything that we are guided to or led toward is like a perfect stepping stone for the next thing. And every step we take is pulling us closer toward our purpose. And so when I'm reflecting on your journey, it's like you describe how it's like the, your, your struggle with weight led you to fitness and fitness ultimately led you to yoga. And then yoga led you to this deeper connection with yourself this feeling good that probably allowed you to start, well, at least to start understanding yourself more and shedding that exterior that you had created, that that shell that you created in high school. And um, all of this is perfectly bringing you back into alignment with yourself. And like you just described, you know, that's the whole <laughs> purpose of yoga. Right? <laughs> yeah. What a perfect vehicle through which to facilitate this journey. I just find that fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, and it really is. And I think once I started, once I truly understood, like, just from that little glimpse, that little experience that I had, that was when I kind of went, okay, I want to learn how to become a yoga teacher this is this is what I want to do Mm -hmm. now the yoga course itself and I mean that my my teacher she is just phenomenal she's phenomenal she's not just it hasn't been just any yoga course this has been the making of who I am today I believe that it was fate that kind of brought me to her because Mm -hmm. she was literally on my, the course was literally on my doorstep as well. So I I believe in, in fate and I do believe I was supposed to do her course. Mm -hmm. And I believe that she has actually changed my life. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry if I'm getting a little bit off track here. So no, not at all. Well, one of the things I, I wanted to ask you as in, this is a perfect segue talking about the woman who introduced you to yoga and trained you. It's like you, you have, you have said that yoga has really been your vehicle to uh, loving yourself and accepting yourself. And could you tell us a bit more about that as you trained with this woman and as you, you know, immersed yourself and um, understood yoga, not just how to deliver it, but also the deeper spiritual aspects of it, how that facilitated an increased acceptance and love for yourself? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, if we go to so there's something called in 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 the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, who was a he was basically a a, a sage, and when I started following the eight limbs of yoga, there is the yamas and the nayamas, and within those, there's um, there's there's different little things that you're supposed to do for yourself. So it's all about self love. So it's about loving other people as well, but a lot of it's to do with self love, like ahimsa, which means non violence. Um, but when you take a closer look at ahimsa, the, the immediate thing that you think of is violence towards others. So um, inflicting pain on other people, but it's also thoughts. But it is also the thoughts of of yourself as well. So um, instead of waking up and telling yourself that something isn't right about yourself in the mirror, um, you start learning to actually accept and love who you are. And it was through this, it was through these sort of studies around um, Ahimsa and ways that you can incorporate Ahimsa that I also found um, the practice of gratitude. And gratitude practice came at a time when I, I just couldn't have needed it more. <laughs> so um, we went through a lockdown um, our first lockdown that we went through in during covid mm-hmm. um we i went into a bit of a dark depression like the just the big black cloud kind of came over where it was like oh i've lost all my income i've got no classes on there's nothing i can do there's no way of pulling this back and i just sank further and further down into a, a black hole and I came across gratitude practice at that time. And all it is, it's anybody can do it. It's accessible to absolutely ev- everyone. And you don't have to, you don't have to be doing yoga when you're doing it. It doesn't have to be after a yoga session. It is literally just waking up on a morning and thinking of three things that you are grateful for today. So I appreciate a lot of people have less to be grateful for than others but if you look at it from even if you've just got a roof over your head and you've got your health you're alive today you're fit and well today you've got your health and if you've got a roof over your head you've got your wealth Mm -hmm. so it was just stripping it right back and thinking of three things and that was every day I would get up and I would repeat these things these three things three times with my eyes closed, so I was really focusing on them. And what I found was just giving that appreciation towards these things was just making me happier because I wasn't thinking about the negatives. I wasn't waking up every day going, okay, this is going wrong, that's going wrong, and the other's going wrong, which which creates this horrible negative mindset. So instead, I was thinking of everything that's going right. Okay, so I'm alive. I've, I've, I've got a roof over my head. I, I'm in a really good, good situation here. And just having that kind of lifted my spirits. It also trained me to redirect my thoughts as well. So now, whenever I have a moment where I'm feeling down, and everybody has off days, and I'm not saying 
I don't have those down days at all. I'm not saying it's a magic pill and all of a sudden I'm, I'm all sunshine. I do still have those days. But what yoga has given me is the tools to redirect my thoughts to actually say, okay, I'm having, I'm having this negative thought. What can I think? What can I do to change the way I feel? And that is by redirecting the thought to a positive one. Yeah. So there's, there's quite a few different practices um, that I loved. So it was gratitude. There's the Ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian healing prayer. Um, and there's lots that I came across when I started looking more into meditation, not just through through yoga, but other forms of meditation. And they really do just just bring so much more joy to your life. And once once I'd started with this positive mindset, it just became I became addicted to healing, healing myself. So I did things like inner child work um, where I would go into a meditative state and I would literally be visualizing me as a child and I would be telling myself that it's all going to be okay and that you are worthy of love and just things like that. And that's when the whole self-love started really opening up and just allowing me to become back to who I was supposed to be and that's what I genuinely feel I feel like I am back to that person that I was before I went to high school I've lost all of that harsh exterior those walls that I'd built up around myself for years that self-doubt that self-loathing and I mean self-hate I used to actually hate who I was I hated how I looked I hated lots of things about my life and now it's completely changed my life Mm. Uh, that is so beautiful Victoria and I'm so so happy for you and grateful that you have chosen to take this new way of being and this new way of perceiving yourself and use it to bring um, powerful, positive energy into the world, right? I think it's almost like inevitable that when we connect with the truth of who we really are, that's what I hear you saying, right? It's like you came back to the person that you have always been, but became alienated from. And I really believe that's the whole purpose of our lives here in these physical bodies is to we're born perfect and pure and fully connected to the truth of who we are and then we become estranged from that through the course of our life experience and our whole life is or our whole life's I can't get my words <laughs> our lives are a journey back to that self and when you connect the way that you have and can channel that love and acceptance for yourself you're able to create on such a more profound level than we can when we are ultimately, you know, divorced or marginalized from the truth of, of who we are. So I just think that is so beautifully said, and I'm so happy for you. And I wanted to ask you, I mean, I really believe in our pow- in the power of our stories to serve others. Yeah. And 
I also believe that our stories, as purpose-driven female entrepreneurs, which you are, which I am, meaning we're called to our businesses, the creations that we are bringing into the world through our business. It's about more than just the vehicle we chose and what we're doing. It's really about lining up with the higher intention, the higher purpose associated with our life. And so I also believe that as business owners, our story is really the most powerful tool we have to grow our business. And so I'd love if you could describe for us, what are the ways in which your story, this connection you've now made to the truth of who you are, how is that showing up in your business and how are you using that to grow your business? Yeah. Okay. So, um, believe it or not, when, I mean, when you look at my Instagram now, you probably see someone who's quite confident. Um, but about just, and this is recent as well. So just going back about a, a, well, a few months ago, I probably wouldn't have even shown my face on camera to speak to anybody, but, Again, um, going through this journey of self-love, finding who I am, stepping into what we call um, a Sanskrit word called Dharma, which I came across um, a few months back as well. So fully stepping into your life's purpose. Mm, and That's what, what Dharma means? Life, life's yeah. purpose? Okay. So Dharma is your life's purpose. So it's not necessarily what you're doing. So there might be millions of yoga instructors out there, but everybody's got their own way of doing it and I think this this so the the practice of self-love because it's been such an important thing for me for for me to to connect to myself to I just want to share that many people in this world who are experiencing pain or experiencing just lack of self-confidence, lack of self-esteem, or not knowing, not knowing how to just accept who they are. We've got these images on, especially on Instagram as well, we've got these images of just really slim figure, um, beautiful figures um, all over Instagram that are going and doing yoga and they're showing you the hardest poses ever and really what I want I do, like I don't like on. those I don't like those Victoria <laughs> I much prefer <laughs> yours <laughs> more real Thank you. Thank you but I know much. I know what you mean yeah <laughs> so while whilst all those all, all those beautiful people who are doing that are, are are sharing their talents I also want to send the message to the average person that you know we're all very unique we've all got we've all got something different going on we've all got our special qualities and we all need to just love ourselves connect with your special unique purpose in life so connect by connect with yourself connect with your higher self um and step into the person that you should be and actually mm-hmm. embrace who you are love who you are and stop feeling like we need to compare ourselves to such fake images 
that are all over not just Instagram but the whole of social media in magazines I mean we've had it for years in magazines haven't we with yeah I mean it, it was so trendy to be super super stick thin now I do, what I do like about um the the fashion now is for a slightly more athletic build which I think is a little bit more is a little bit more healthy but still it's it's still putting these images out there for people to compare themselves to and I just want people to know that they don't need to be they don't need to look a certain way to be special everybody's special in their own way yes ah beautifully put (laughs) and and I should say like it's about authenticity is what I hear you saying right like being true to who you are and whatever that is it's okay and I, you know, I don't really not, I, I, I sound like I'm knocking the, the beautiful people on Instagram. I'm not. I really think if that's true, truly who you are and, you know, you're in your authentic self, put that out there for sure. But I agree with you. There can be a lot of images uh, put forth on social media that are not actually true um, and are about pretense. And then we consume them and it kind of fuels these feelings of like inadequacy, <laughs> un- unworthiness. Yeah. And it's just not oh. a the cycle that we're perpetuating if, if we're participating in it completely yeah and, and I mean goodness I'm not um judging anybody who's 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 beautiful who's standing out um who's putting it out there on social media um I'm not knocking that at all I'm just wanting to let everybody know that social media isn't real life and mm-hmm we do need to have some authenticity um, and to know, to recognize that not everything we see on social media is completely real. Yes, 100%. So I love that you're teaching yoga to the average person, to use your words. That would sum me up perfectly. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I, I was going to say, could you tell us a little bit about... Uh, well, first off, I know there's women listening to this and they're going to be like, I want to connect with Victoria. I want more of what she's putting out there. So could you tell us what's the best way to find you? And then tell us like, who are the, how would you describe the types of women? I presume it's women, but maybe you work with women and men, the people that you're serving, um, who are you really looking to reach and how can they find you? Yeah. So my, um, my classes are for complete beginners and I've got an absolute diverse range range of ages um in my la in my in-person classes i do have a few fellas i've got a few guys um but online i seem to have attracted more women Mm. and if they're very accessible i make i make them very accessible to anybody so anybody can do yoga it's it's inclusive to everybody so you don't have to worry when you come into my class I give modifications as much as I can I also offer private private on private one-to-one training as well Mm -hmm. so um if you're feeling nervous about coming into a full zoom class you can have that one-to-one just just a couple of times just to make sure that you feel ready and yeah, so I, I take on this role as nurturing people into the practice, but mm. I incorporate I incorporate so much of the philosophy, so much of the history, all of the pranayama, the breathing techniques. So you get you get immersed in what yoga to me 
is all about, which which stem, stems from the eight limbs of yoga. Um, so I very much, I very much incorporate and embrace all of yoga as it was meant to be. That's beautiful. Uh, and could you tell us, Victoria, what is your handle on Instagram? Yep. So it's at yoga underscore embrace underscore by underscore Victoria. Perfect. I'll also drop the link in the um, details for this episode so people can find you that way too. Perfect. I just want to thank you so much. Uh, I really love how you, well, I love how you shared your journey so openly and really in a way that allowed us to connect those dots, which I think is really powerful when we can see it in other people's journeys, then we can also kind of gain insights into our own path and gain that awareness to have those insights and those aha moments that bring us closer to our own intuition. So uh, it's such an act of service to do that. And I want to thank you so much. And I love what you're doing and I love the energy that you're putting out there on social media. I really encourage you to follow Victoria. Her feed is just a delight uh, and really positive energy. Um, and uh, yeah, I just really appreciate all you're putting out there into the world, Victoria. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so, so much, Lorna. Thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. I'm Lorna Morin. And you've been listening to She Inspired. For more on this podcast and the other She offerings for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Lorna Morin 2.0. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful stories of women who are following our inspiration wherever it leads.